1: youtube.com forward slash crimson60620 check it out if you want to see some of my other videos if you want to see some of my art as I'm doing it or if you want to actually just get more of me thank you what gets me about a lot of this shit and a lot of this animosity is that it's all just about tribes I fucking like
2: it's all about
1: how you feel that somebody is part of the in group part of the out group and this shit is just fucking just fucking amazing and I don't get it like I I think that I go to the whole and here let me just bring it up because I actually had it um
3: Let me just pull it up. You're just going to actually kind of look at it right now. This is what I feel about a lot of shit.
1: The world is my country. All men are my brethren, And to do good is my religion. And like, that's one of those things where it's. I feel like. Stupid ideas like nationalism is fucked up, and I actually was was scrolling through a comment and uh, a, a subscriber of mine. Um, la, ah, and I'm gonna fuck this up, and I I know I'm sorry. Um, when I just had it, La Mary Post, um, La Mary Post, and I fucked that up, and I, I'm just gonna put the comment up there. Um, actually, kind of had me looking for a video. Um, they made a post talking about that Dennis Crager was gonna actually defend nationalism and shit like that, and and lie about how bad some nationalism really is. But like, they challenged me, and I want to thank I want to thank them for actually helping me finding this video because I looked for it and I fucking found it. Let's hear why Prager you believes that. Nationalism is a good thing.
0: Britain votes to leave the European Union. The United States elects a president who says he'll put America first. Around the world, nationalism is winning elections. Many see this nationalist revival as the great danger of our time, fearing that nationalism will take us back to a more primitive and racist past. Great political figures to a more primitive and racist past.
1: Yeah, like... 60 years. Like we actually know what nationalism actually gets. We know what it is. We know what nationalism actually brings us. It brings us imperialism. It brings us, you know, things like, "Hey, we don't like these people. Let's 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 wipe them out." In Minecraft. Or whatever the fuck you're going to say. I literally, like, how? How do you think that this is okay? Like, fuck, how do you think nationalism is okay? Well, let's continue.
0: But it wasn't long ago that great political figures such as Woodrow Wilson and Teddy Roosevelt, David Ben-Gurion and Mahatma Gandhi, Ronald Reagan, and Margaret Thatcher recognized what I call the virtue of nationalism.
1: Wait, 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 wait.
0: Great political figures such as Woodrow Wilson and Teddy Roosevelt, David Ben-Gurion and Mahatma Gandhi, Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher.
1: Ronald Reagan was not the poster poster child of great nationalism. He wasn't. Fuck. He wasn't like, oh my God. The Iran-Contra? Margaret Thatcher? Like, what the fuck, man? Woodrow Wilson? Who was supposed to be part of the clan, Like, fuck. Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was like, yes, yes, he was. He, he actually did a lot of shit that worried about um nationalist sentiment. Like, yeah. But then he was like, oh shit, we need to take care of the rest of the fucking world. And Gandhi? Gandhi. Wait, wait, wait. Gandhi. Yes, he did some racist shit in some pervy shit, but like he was literally fighting against imperialism. How do you group all these people together? Some of the people are imperialists and anti-imperialists. The flip side of not of, of nationalists is not like anti-imperialism. Like I don't get. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, you're right, Wajita. This this is AIDS.
0: Thatcher recognized what I call the virtue of nationalism. So what is this virtue? A nationalist believes that the world is governed best when nations are free to chart their own independent course, cultivating their traditions and pursuing their interests without interference.
1: Wow. It's almost as if,
2: hear me out, that that's anti-imperialism. What? Fuck? What?
1: Wait, what? No. Let's continue.
0: Nationalism is not about racism. All nations are internally diverse. And it isn't about isolationism. Of course, nations can pursue a variety of different policies and diplomacy. Actually, yeah, it is,
1: motherfucker. Literally, it is. Unless you take the extra step of imperialism, where you say our nation is great, and to quote Prince Zuko, we wanted to show the world how great the Fire Nation was
2: by conquering it.
1: Like the fuck.
0: diplomacy and trade. Nationalism is the opposite of imperialism, or globalism, or transnationalism, which are all names for the attempt to bring peace and prosperity to the world by uniting mankind under a single political authority.
1: Wait, wait, what? What? Wait, what? Let's, let's say that shit again.
0: The opposite of imperialism, or globalism, or transnationalism.
1: Now, notice you actually, like, transnationalism, literally, mm. God damn it. Translat nationalism is literally trying to move nationalism across the fucking globe. Globalism is really the JQ, the Jewish question, the, the conspiracy. The conspiracy to say that it's a cabal of people that's actually trying to, you know, fucking control, like, you know, uh, the whole world imperialism is almost a direct descendant from nationalism. Because when you think your country is so great, you want to share that greatness with the rest of the world. Oh, God damn it. Mind you, if you look at the motherfucking picture of the earth, you don't see any national borders. It's almost as if the lines on the maps are made up. But let's
0: continue. Which are all names for the attempt to bring peace and prosperity to the world by uniting mankind under a single political authority. The debate between nationalists and globalists, then, is over whether we should aspire to a world of many independent nations or to be one unified superstate, like the Enlightened Federation of the Star Trek movies.
1: Yeah, but they were pretty much fucking peace across the fucking globe. I'm just saying, like... Is that a bad thing? I know conservatives are anti-science, but is, is that a bad thing? Like, excuse me? Excuse the fuck out of me, dog. How is that a bad thing? But let's continue.
0: A case can be made for both sides of the argument. But for the last 30 years, really, since the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989 and the end of the Soviet Union, the one world side has been dominant. Today, this is changing. Maybe not among elites, but among ordinary citizens, or as they're known in America, the deplorables. It turns out...
3: The problem isn't that... The, like, no, like, no... No. Fuck
1: no. Fuck no. The problem is motherfucker, conservatives try to convince people that it's not enough out there for everybody. So you fucking close your hand around the little bit that we actually allow you to have and fuck everybody else. Use that closed hand to smack people away.
3: The fucking Nazis did the same shit. They were a
1: nationalist socialist party. Having intent on the nationalists. They said fuck everybody else. We're fucking suffering. So fuck everybody else. And then we're going to make ourselves great. And share it with the rest of the world. Fuck.
0: But well, let's continue out that a lot of people still think good borders make good neighbors. It's hardly surprising that people want to preserve the way of life they and their ancestors built up over centuries, the way of life they believe is best. It's human nature. I mean, like, technically,
1: technically, if you really want to be technical, like, a lot of the countries that are super nationalists their ancestors technically didn't build up you know Well, 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 I'm going to stop myself I apologize their ancestors built those countries based on you know slave labor or crushing indigenous populations like you know shit like that you know so they did have a hand although it was grasping a whip we're chains of other people. But fuck, let's continue.
0: Strongest loyalties are to those who are closest to us, to our family, then the larger community or tribe, and finally to the nation. Long ago, it was discovered that the key to human freedom is to build political life out of this natural loyalty. By putting decision-making in the hands of the family, the community, and the independent nation, you could get people to cooperate with one another. Join-
1: but the nuclear family is a new invention usually it used to be big large families almost like clans and you guys fuck conservatives love clans especially ones that maybe clue um anyway that's not how this works dog we didn't always used to be this small nuclear family group people used to actually i don't know live together in big groups of families but these motherfuckers don't understand that because they always want to be the small teapot dictator of a certain group, be it a family, because they want to be the head motherfucker in charge and everybody else bows beneath them. They want to be the local leader because they need to have they need to have dick measuring contacts with other people around them in order to make sure they feel fucking good about themselves. But like, fuck. Yes, it's fucking dog whistles because it's about, oh, we need to make these, these mostly guys feel big and strong and better about themselves because we need, we need that leadership. But let's continue.
0: Join in the common defense and willingly obey laws. The only alternative to this kind of community and nation-based politics is to use force, to coerce obedience. In the 20th century, communism and Nazism both sought to impose a universal vision at gunpoint. Both the. Uh,
1: I'm sorry. D- wait. What? Wait. What? And we fuck. What? How? Oh my God! Mind you, America, America, is a capitalist nation. They are. And they try to actually pretend like they're not imperialistic, but we also use fucking guns on the rest of the world to give them their freedom. But fuck, let, let's continue. Let's continue.
0: The communists and the Nazis were imperialists. They wanted to eliminate the independent nations of the world. Nationalism holds that borders are crucial, the border is where each nation's ambition is.
3: I mean, like, the U.S. still has
1: territories that are not part of the continental U.S. That's imperialism, dog. We have fucking Hawaii! Like, literally, it is a state in the middle of the goddamn Pacific Ocean that we decided to tell the rulers, oh, we don't need you anymore. Retire.
0: ...should stop. This idea first appears in the Bible where Moses gives borders to Israel and tells the Jews they'll be punished if they trouble their neighbors.
1: Well, there goes a Christian dog whistle in there.
0: True to its biblical roots... Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Let's hear that shit again.
0: ...should stop. This idea first appears in the Bible, where Moses gives borders to Israel and tells the Jews they'll be punished if they trouble their neighbors.
1: But they... Dead. they went on and conquered a lot of their fucking neighbors we literally have books of this shit the the God, fucking David he was a fucking conquering motherfucker like he literally like okay okay I know this is like not normal bible shit but like he literally went and murdered like philistines to get their foreskins to bring him as a wedding dowry if you don't think that's in the bible look it up um, but fuck like really you're going to the Bible the bloodiest motherfucking book in history the book of genocides the book of genocides to talk about nationalism where there was no such thing as a nation as the way we perceive it now like no borders as we perceive it now Let's continue.
0: True to its biblical roots, the Protestant Reformation of the 16th century made the independent nation-state the political cornerstone of the modern world. When Henry VIII declared that England would no longer obey dictates from Rome, he became Europe's first true nationalist.
3: What? Wait, what? What? Oh, my God. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. He is literally equating nationalism to the fact that dude wanted to get his dick wet from somebody other than his wife. So he wanted to divorce. Like, is he really actually like, how is, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, how is this even? Okay. Like, do is the, does the prayer U audience not understand this bullshit? But fuck, let's continue.
0: Soon, additional nations declared their independence, the Dutch from Spain and America from Britain, to cite just two examples. The competition among these newly independent peoples led to an explosion of innovation, bringing unprecedented progress in science, industry, and government.
3: The American experiment was really
1: based on they didn't want to, they, they didn't want to be told what the fuck to do anymore. Like, literally, that's what it was. There are certain things, if you want to say trade, if you want to say slavery, if you want to say, um, damn, trade and slavery is the only thing that they fucking had in America. Um, If you want to say just, you know, massacring millions of indigenous people, like, yeah. And you know the fucked up part about it is, it's soon... As America became a nation, they try to expand fucking west to try to take over other people. Like literally, it was literally we want to run our own fucking empire, so let's fucking do it. Nationalism is always the next step. Uh, the, the imperialism is always the next step from nationalism. It comes time after time after time again. He mentioned. Henry the fucking eighth, as soon as he caused independence, he started preparing for fucking war because he wanted to take more territory in fucking France. But, you know, fuck, no, nationalism is a good thing. What the fuck are you talking about?
0: For nearly 400 years, the principle of national independence served as the foundation for a better, freer world. But World War I and World War II changed everything, traumatized by these catastrophic conflicts. Many now seek comfort in a simplistic narrative, ceaselessly repeated, that nationalism caused two world wars and the Holocaust.
1: It did, damn it! Wow, oh, God. Almost finished.
0: But this is one of the great untruths of our time. Adolf Hitler was no nationalist. He was an imperialist. If his ambitions had been limited to ruling Germans, it would have been terrible for Germany.
1: Shockingly is the same thing that Candace always tried to push a few years back. Well, if you like, no, the purpose of a nationalist is to get people riled up to conquer other motherfuckers. That's just the thing. That's what they do. That's what all fucking proclaimed nationalists do. God damn. God damn. Fuck. Let's continue.
0: But the French, the British, the Russians, and everyone else would have been spared a world war. Sadly, European elites learned the wrong lesson, believing that independent nations are inherently dangerous. Better, they reasoned that all countries should live under one government. In 1992, this vision gave birth to the European Union. British Prime
1: Okay, okay, so first, no. No, 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 no. Mind you, he didn't mention the United Nations. He didn't mention the United Nations because that would pop holes in his argument. He didn't mention the League of Nations, which was so weak and ineffective that they allowed for the rise of Hitler in Germany, which brought upon the nationalism inside of Germany that it morphed and grew into imperialism. No, he didn't mention that shit. But, you know, the EU, the EU, which is really a banking consortium. That's what it is. And yes, they're fucking controlling the world through fucking money. And guess what? The U.S. does the same fucking thing. But, you know, that's not imperialism. It's not because we want to control and influence the world through money and influence and power. That's fucking imperialism, the mother- sorry. Let's, let's, let's let him continue.
0: Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher hated the idea. She didn't want the bureaucrats in Brussels making decisions for Brits in Birmingham. But in the utopian 1990s, Britain thought it was better to dump Thatcher and go with Brussels. It's the spirit of Margaret Thatcher, and indeed of Henry VIII, that reasserted itself in Britain's vote for independence from Europe in June 2016.
1: They weren't enslaved to Europe. They weren't Oh, my God. They, they literally, like, Britain, Britain had the best fucking deal out of the EU. You know why? Because they kept their own currency. Yes, they couldn't do shit like overfish the North, the North Sea. They had to let people in to fucking work. whoop the motherfucking do You know what they had to do? Also, they had to pay money to the EU, but they got more money in return whoop de fucking do And God, here comes Orange Man. Fuck.
0: Donald Trump tapped into the same spirit of nationalism five months later in November 2016. Nationalism is making a comeback. If you care about freedom, you should hope it succeeds. I'm Yoram Chazoni, author of The Virtue of Nationalism. For pra-
1: And I'm Crimson60620. The commentary to say... This shit is crazy. Nationalism has never led to anything fucking good.
2: And I'm sorry. I have a love
1: for the people of my country. Well, I guess you can say tolerance for the people of my country. I have a passing familiarity and um like of some of our 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 way of life.
2: But don't get me wrong. If this was called
1: blue land or whatever, it still doesn't make a fucking difference because nationalism is fucking stupid. What you should care about is the people.
2: (sighs) But anyway, guys,